prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of The Legend of Retro. I am The Glitch, and with me is my pal Xander. Yes, uh, for the remainder of the episode, I would like you to refer to me as uh, DDR Kid, though. DDR Kid? No, that's that's not true. Don't I want do you, that. That's you somebody to, else. You need to refer to me as Footloose. Footloose? Okay. <laughs> I'll just be Xander. I was going to try to take the mantle, but I can't do it. But today we're talking about Dance Dance Revolution. Indeed we are. Uh, this was uh, originally released in September of 1998. Uh, it's an arcade game turned into a great home game. Uh, it's just a, a music rhythm game where you dance. You, you step on buttons and you, and you go from there. You could say it was revolutionary. It was re- revolutionary. Um, did you play this in the arcades? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I didn't even know. Honestly, and we can get into a lot of our personal stories. I didn't even know this was like a home version. Like they even existed until uh, I was like one day hanging out with my friends and she had one of the games on the PlayStation with the dance mats. And I was like, is this like, like a dummy version of dance dance revolution? Because it's exactly dance dance revolution. <laughs> so when, when was, was that the original PlayStation you saw that was on? Or? So that was, I, I want to say she had fourth mix. Okay. She might've had max and I can't remember. Yeah, the, uh, exactly. But I'm, I want to say Butterfly was on the version she had. Mm-hmm. The tricky thing about Dance Dance Revolution is that there are so many versions of it. Um, oh. oh, yeah. There are, there's, you know, like first mix all the way up to like seventh or eighth mix, and then it turns into DDR Max or DDR Extreme or DDR Ultimate. Like, there's just so many different types. It's hard to keep the song straight because they recycle a lot of the songs too. Like if, if song was really popular in the first, it's going to be in the, it might be in the second one. And depending on what arcade you're in, certain songs might be unlocked. It's, it's really hard to keep track of all of, of where everything was. Yeah. Um, so when did, so when did you first play it? So the first time I played it, um, I was walking through, uh, our local Westland mall. Um, and they had an arcade there at, a, at one time. It's now the, where the Verizon store is. If any, if there are any, Detroit area locals that know of Westland Mall, and uh, I think it was called the the uh, American Fun Center or something like that. Hmm. Um, anyway, they had it was a it was small hole in the wall arcade, which that's what was great about malls back in the day over those little those little places. Um, and sh- uh, Sean, uh, arcade phantom from Noiseland Arcade, and I would go there all the time. And uh, they had in the back corners set up with fans and everything. They had two Dance Dance Revolution machines. Actually, the first time I saw it, they only had the one machine, and it was in an opposite corner. And I just I remember seeing it and thinking, like, man, this uh, this looks really cool. Like, I hope I would like to play this. And I I saw some kid on there, and I think we called him Trippy Rave Kid. That's what I was going for. <laughs> Instead of DDR Kid, it was Trippy Rave Kid, because this guy, like, if you just imagine, you know, the the outfits, the the stereotypical outfits for rave back in the day, like the gigantic Jinko jeans and like just the hair and the, like the, the golf uh, visor, you know, gel like, hair. Yeah. Gel hair, spike gel hair with a visor. I know exactly what you're yes. talking about. So we walk in and we hear the music. And I'm like, man, this song's, this music sounds pretty sweet. Like, uh, let me see what's going on. And this kid is just like tearing this game up. Like it's insane watching him move. And I was like, man, I, I would love to play this sometime. And I waited till there was a time where no one else was in the arcade. And I was like, all right, I'm going to give this a shot. And I sucked, <laughs> but I kept playing. Cause I was like, man, this is, this is a lot of fun, but I would always, I would always have to wait until there was like nobody in the arcade. Cause I didn't want to be seen playing this game oh, yeah. only because I was, I was like, you know, six and a half feet tall, giant, just a fat <laughs> kid playing this game. And I was going to suck. And I didn't want, you know, just normal mall. I mean, I'm in high school at this time. So I like, of course I don't want to be seen playing this type of game, but I stuck with it and uh, eventually got pretty decent at it. Uh, but I will never forget. Uh, there was one time where um, I started playing and then shortly after a different trippy rave kid came in and he played and he was like, excellent. And I was, and as he got off the machine, I was like, man, I'm sorry you walked in and had to see me playing like that. 
And he said, don't worry about it, dude. Everybody's got to start somewhere. Like I didn't start off being great at this. I was like, man, that's a really good point. And from that point, my confidence was like bolstered. And I was like, okay, I'm not afraid to play this game anymore. Yeah, it's definitely tough with those rhythm games the first time you start playing them. And it's just terrible. And I remember too, I had like the the home version of this game. I, th- I would never do it at the arcade originally because I was just terrible. Like beginner, mm-hmm. maybe light or whatever. Right. And uh, I finally got this game on at my house on the PlayStation 2. Like the first one I bought was Dan Sands Revolution Extreme. Mm-hmm. And I played that so much. And I remember there was like this moment when I was playing a song that had like a half step in it. Yeah. And I, and I moved my feet a certain way and I realized all these, all these songs have like a pattern. Yes. Yeah. Cause before it's just kind of like a, a right arrow comes up, you hit it with your right foot and then like a top or a down arrow comes by and you don't know what foot to use. Right. So you would either stumble around with the foot you just landed on or lift up your other foot. But there was like a point when I realized it all has like a motion and like a rhythm, like dancing, go figure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So uh, I remember this like moment when I realized like all oh, these half steps are kind of just helping you like swing your hips and, and move in a certain way they want you to do it. And some songs even make you do like uh, there's a, there's like a, a Spanish song. I can't think of what it was called. Like Senorita. Okay. And it makes you do like the cha-cha. And I didn't realize it until like I started learning the faster speeds that it, it makes you do that dance. Interesting. I don't think I ever, I don't think I ever put that together. I just, I always uh, picked up that it was like, you know, you had the, 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 I don't know why I'm tripping on my words here. The arrows would correspond to certain points in the song. And as soon as I stopped trying to listen to the song and, and get the arrows and just, and this is the same thing I'll do in like guitar hero and stuff too, is in my head, I would just, I would just kind of like tap almost like I'm going to a metronome. So like yeah. if a song, if a song is like a up, up, and then up, left, down, instead of like listening to how it goes in the song, it was like, duh, 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 duh. And then it'll help me get that, that rhythm in my head of where I need to step and at what tempo and all that. But I didn't realize that it was actually making you do like the cha-cha or something like that. That's hysterical. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, we, we got a lot of stories this year. I got a couple more. I know you got a couple more. Let's go into kind of more of the development and how the gameplay is on this. Yeah. So there was like, at the time there was Beat Mania. Yep. And there was Parappa the Rapper. Yeah. And those were kind of the rhythm games that we all knew at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would I actually, I didn't know about Beat Mania until after Dance Dance Revolution. I was more I mean, familiar- I, I definitely didn't know about Beat Mania either until later. Yeah, I didn't know, realize. And there was also like Para Para Paradise was another game where it was like you had to wave your hands over and under the sensors and stuff like that to the beat of the music. That one I could never get into. So then, then Konami started coming out with this game. They teamed up with the developer. Is it is it Bemini? Did I say that right? I always, I always pronounce it Bimani. Bimani? That's probably right. And they started to try and get licensing for songs. And uh, come to find out, there was a couple cross promotions Konami had with Toshiba EMI uh, in order for them to use their songs. So the first Toshiba EMI albums that they released were all uh, exclusive to the first few Dance Dance Revolution games. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, like, I feel like a lot of people played this game, but I mean, for those that don't know, there's a single player mode. There's a co-op mode, so most of the arcades had two pads, mm-hmm. and you and a friend could play the songs at the same time. You could each choose different difficulties. Yep. Um, and then there was a doubles. Yes, which I never ventured into. I attempted that at home by myself. Never would attempt something like that in public because it's very difficult. It basically uses both pads, and you have to move from each pad left, you know, back and forth in order to play the song. Yeah, that's uh, that's a bit much for me. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember watching kids like do routines. Like they would have like a whole dance routine at arcades, like doing the doubles, which is sad in a way, but <laughs> at the same time, pretty cool. I, yeah, I mean, it's I guess it's sad in the sense of like 
why wouldn't you put more time in anything else? But here we are doing a, a, a podcast on the internet about old video games. <laughs> it's good, it's good kind time. of the same thing. Like everybody has their niche, man. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, there were multiple difficulties. I think in the first one, it was just like easy, medium, hard. And then they started branching into like beginner, which was super basic. It would almost yeah. be like a walkthrough. Mm-hmm. Uh, light, standard, and heavy, which I think are the they still use now i don't know is there like a i know there was like a challenge mode but that had like different things to it yeah so you could you could set to where there were uh so in most games you could press the uh the select button for your song or whatever and if you pressed and held that a whole slew of options would come up and you could change uh the the frequency at which the the arrows went up you could do where the arrows fell down instead of up you could do it where the arrows would like float back and forth instead of going directly up or they would go on a delay. So you'd see a whole bunch of arrows like kind of slowly scrolling up. And before you hit them, they would like zip up to the top of the, uh, the spot where you had your indicator. Yeah. Your, your, your indicators would go invisible. Yep. You could do that. You could have them backwards. Mm-hmm. Flipped. You could, you you could, could have it. So the arrows on the screen would spin. Yep. You could do that. You could also have it set to where they would disappear like halfway yeah. up the screen. There was, so there was a bunch of different ways to, to challenge yourself. If you, if you really wanted to go for it, I, uh, I, would do those occasionally but honestly when it came down to it i just wanted the standard game and just wanted to to listen to the music and and play the game yeah and i mean we'll definitely talk about the music the music is amazing yeah so this i mean because there's not a ton to to discuss as far as gameplay wise we have we have a fair amount of songs to talk about yeah I mean, I feel like the music is what kind of brought me and my friends together to play these games. Cause so it was my friend, Andrea, uh, in high school, we would go over to her house during the summer and she had the pads. I was like, I didn't even know this existed. And we would just all sit around on a couch and we'd all just take turns because the basement was the coldest place in the house. So it wouldn't right. get like too hot because everyone's dancing and moving around. Uh, it kept it cool. And that's that we would just go all in like an order. We'd all sit down on a couch and we just take turns playing a song or we do songs together and we'd spend hours just doing that. Mm -hmm. It'd be like almost every weekend we would do that. The only way I could play DDR at home was with a controller. I could not do like the, the dance pads that they put out. I, they would slip on the floor all the time for me and I just, I couldn't do it. Yeah. The pads were frustrating, but you had to buy like a, I remember I always had like backups (laughs) in case like one ripped or or it would it would slide too much some of them had like grips on the bottom mm-hmm. uh yeah, i know uh i know like grim from gamezilla has has two really nice ones at his house that are like have the plexiglass over them they're weighted down with metal i could probably get into that but the uh the the floppy like folded in the box ones i couldn't i couldn't do and also there were some songs that would require you to like jump and like hit two buttons at the same time and again six and a half feet tall like i can't play that in a house <laughs> Like I just hit your head on the ceiling. That's all. Yeah, I would hit my head on the ceiling, or if I if I moved it upstairs, with my my parents would were always like, "No, you can't play your video games up here. It's gonna mess up our TVs." Whenever they would go away, I would go upstairs and try to play, and I felt like every time I would jump or step, I would shake the whole house. So I just never felt <laughs> comfortable playing it in my house. So I was, like a, I was, was like, like a monster in the guy. house. Exactly. There's a, there's a six foot three monster like destroying the house. Yeah, I wasn't having it. So I just, I pretty much exclusively played this at the arcades. And to this day, if I see a DDR machine, nine times out of 10, I'm going to go and play it. <laughs> so did you never have the pads then? Or you just I did? I, and I think I still have a, at least one pad in my house. Like okay. my, my parents knew I was into the game. So I got the games for Christmas and like had the dance pads. I just couldn't, I, I just wouldn't play them. I would just play the controller instead. So I would get used to like doing like left and down on the control pad and triangle and circle on the, on the other side of the controller and just play the songs that way. So I was going to ask you, uh, occasionally when I started getting really good at this game, I would put it on two player and I would play on the pad on one player and play on the controller with two player. Wow. Nope. Never went that far. <laughs> I mean, it, they're the same songs. It's the same notes. It's just that like when you press up, you just had to know to press triangle. And, right. Like, but yeah, I would do that occasionally, uh, you know, cause I'm a showboat. <laughs> that sounds but, like uh, something I would have done if I had a, a reliable, <laughs> like decent dance pad, but you know, and it's funny too, cause you're really good at, at, uh, at a uh, guitar hero. Mm-hmm. And I was also ever wondering, has, has there ever been footage of someone doing 
dance dance revolution and guitar hero at the same time like if there was a song that's on both of them like there i've are, always wanted to attempt to do something like that i mean we can i'm not good up. at guitar hero so it wouldn't work out for me that way but at least like i could try try to learn something on like beginner mode yeah i don't i mean i would i wouldn't be opposed to trying that if you could find a song do you know for sure that there are songs that are i don't guitar- honestly i don't think there is you'd have to <laughs> and if they were they wouldn't be the things. same i can't imagine they would be the exact same song you know, like it might own, be, basically. yeah, it might be like a, uh, a dance remix of that song. So I don't, I would, I would be surprised to see that. Trogdor. We got to figure out how to get Trogdor and Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> you just do both. I'm sure later on somebody had to take some of those freeze pop songs from, from Guitar Hero and, and put them on there. Like, <laughs> cause that was very electronic. I'm sure there's there, we can figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out here at uh, Legend Retro. Um, so a couple things why uh, dance and revolution is so influential to me. Uh, I lost a ton of weight doing the whole like dance dance revolution exercise regiment. Mm-hmm. Um, I entered into a weight loss competition. Oh yeah. And at the time I had weighed 260 pounds and I ended up losing 65 pounds in three months. Wow. Just from um, obviously, dance, dance revolution and obviously and, there was like some dieting in their stuff, but right. the only exercise I did was dance dance revolution. Wow. Um, I'm a lot heavier than 260 now, <laughs> uh, but that's because I don't do any exercising. Right. Um, and when Danielle and I got married, one of the things we talked about that I wanted for myself personally at the wedding reception was video games. And I said, can we get a dance dance revolution machine? And she agreed. And that was something we had for all of our guests. They could go out into the hall area and there was it. I found a lady online who did it, a DDR lady. Wow. And she came, she set it up. She had, she ran the whole thing while everyone was there. It was like the good dance pads like Grimm has. Yeah. And it was awesome. That's awesome. I, uh, I tried to talk Sarah into a similar thing for our wedding. I wanted there to be a, uh, a rock band set up, not even necessarily to play. But like, since that since like, if you list, go back and listen to our Guitar Hero episode, you kind of, you'll know that like my wife and I met over a Guitar Hero situation and she like joined our, our band when we've got Rock Band. So I thought it would be cool to have at least the instrument set up. And they, that's back when uh, Rock Band was promoting, you could get those um, drum heads for your bass drum and like yeah. have it set in front of it. And I thought it'd be cool to have like a Just Married thing, like just a throwback to like the beginning of a relationship. She said, nah, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> well when you renew your vows for your 20th anniversary then then you get to do it maybe yeah i mean at the very least like we just uh we just recently announced that we're going to have our second kid and our and our announcement for that was my daughter we i set up the rock band stuff and she got to play all the instruments so we had the band set up and said like hey fourth band member is coming so i i That's still awesome. sort of got to do something <laughs> um so i mean the the game was well received so i mean the arcades there was like hundreds and hundreds of versions yeah of this game i mean they were pumping these things out like crazy i didn't even know how many existed um so we're actually gonna do a little segment here i i brought up a bunch of titles from the dance dance revolution uh series and i didn't do the the dance it was like something like stage dance i didn't do those titles because those ones are actually pretty bizarre if you look those up, but okay. uh, what I, what I did here was I picked, I have 10 titles. Some of them are real. Some of them I made up. Okay. You have to tell me whether they're real or fake. All right. I think I can do that. So here we go. First one, dance, dance, revolution, smooth groove mix. That sounds legit. Uh, it does sound legit, but unfortunately it's fake. And I know ah, nuts. <laughs> All right. All right. The next one is dance, dance, revolution, strike, strike. I, I feel like that one's not, but that that just means that it probably is. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to say, for the sake of trying to be right, I'm going to say that is that is real. It, it is real. It came out on the PlayStation 2 in Japan in 2006. Yeah, Strike Sounds Down. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good title. Uh, Dance Dance Revolution Finger Step. Uh, I'm going to say no, because I feel like I would have definitely gotten that one. I know there was uh, Steps, uh, Step Mania, I think, was, uh, was one of them. Uh, and I, you could play on the keyboard. And I remember seeing like mock-ups of like, controllers for your fingers. But I don't think that, that was ever real, so I'm going to say no. 
Uh, uh, Fingers up Israel. Ugh. It was on the Bimani Pocket and released in 1999. Dang it. The early days of Dance Evolution. What, what did it have its own little finger controller? So it was the on the uh, Bamani pocket, so I don't even know what that was. Oh, okay. Uh, Dance Dance Revolution Strawberry Shortcake. No. Strawberry Shortcake is real. I know Strawberry Shortcake is real, but that's a, they made an actual game of Dance Dance Revolution <laughs> with it? Dance Dance Revolution Strawberry Shortcake is real, released as a TV attachment in 2006. Wow. Okay. Dance Dance Revolution Dance Warriors. Dance Warriors? No. No way. Uh, that is fake. I made that Okay, one. good. <laughs> Dance Dance Revolution Unicorn Apocalypse. See, that sounds like a fan internet game. So I'm almost tempted to say yes, but I'm, I'm going to ultimately say no. It is fake. I was hoping at this point you would be questioning what is exactly real now because of all the crazy <laughs> ones that have been... When I came across Star- Strawberry Shortcake... I was literally dying. All right. Uh, next one. Dance Dance Revolution, Best of Cool Dancers. Best of Cool Dancers? That sounds good. That sounds real. That is real. Arcade in 1999. Dance Dance Revolution, Dear Daniel. Dear Daniel? Uh, no. It's real. What is, what is Dear Daniel? I don't know. <laughs> but it was on the Venami pocket in 2000. <laughs> Dang you, Bamani. All right. Uh, next one. Dance Dance Revolution Super Ultra Mambo Tango Foxtrot. Uh, that is incorrect, but I do appreciate the nod to Earthbound. All right. Uh, I got to give props to Craig on that one. We recorded an episode before this. Uh, I was telling him what I wanted to do, and he <laughs> said, name one Super Ultra Mambo Tango Foxtrot. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the style of martial arts that Chief Strong uses on you in Earthbound. All right. So that is obviously fake. And then the last one, Dance Dance Revolution Classroom Edition. Uh, I'm going to say that's real. That is real. It was released in, on Windows in 2012. Because there's a lot you can learn, right? Or does it just play classical? Like, did you do any research on this? I didn't one? click on any of these links. I just saw the names. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious as well. <laughs> Maybe that'll be a, a, a Patreon special. Let's deep dive into <laughs> the weird Dance Dance Revolution games. Uh, classroom edition. Um, I wanted to share the story when we were talking about... Uh, your weight loss is like I also kind of went through a thing um, and I think I've told this story before when we when we've mentioned Dance Dance Revolution loosely on on previous episodes Um, but around the time DDR was in the arcades and I was discovering it I was working at a local grocery store as a cart pusher and I was outside all the time and I was pushing carts and I lost a ton of weight because I was also like I would play and then the place where I worked was right down the road from the arcade so when I got off work I'd go to the arcade and vice versa um so I ended up losing a ton of weight too, but then I got a job at a pizza place and gained it all back. Yep. That'll do it. Yep. <laughs> and so now when I, when I play, it's like, if I do find a machine, I'm, there's one song that I always go to, uh, it's spin the disc. And it's the song that like, I just, I know the steps to really well and I can get about three quarters of the way through the song. And then I'm like heavily relying on the bar that holds you up. I'm like trying, trying to breathe. <laughs> So, yeah, something we didn't talk about, there was a bar mm-hmm. on the arcades that you could rest on. And uh, I never, I could never properly use that for some reason. I couldn't, I couldn't balance myself correctly. Yeah, as soon as I, like, I saw some people would, like, use it to kind of hold themselves up sometimes. But when I first started, I thought, oh, sweet, I can lean on this and just, like, use my feet. And it'll be so, so much easier to not have to support my weight with my legs and play this game. And, I, and yeah, I couldn't get the hang of it either. So I really just use it for when I'm like, I'm going to die, but I need to stay standing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I think like the way you had to do it is you had to, you had to be far away enough from the bar. It was just more of like a, to keep you centered Yeah, and light on your feet, I guess is how people used it. But I would always feel so off balanced anytime I tried. Yeah. I could do okay with the, the left, right and the bottom arrows. But if I had to touch that top one, it was like, Nope, I need to, I need to be like standing <laughs> up. That's too any, And that's, you know, weird for me to say is like, again, six and a half feet tall. You wouldn't think I would have a problem reaching something, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I never, I didn't rely on the bars until I got way too overweight and out of shape to, uh, to keep myself up through an entire song. 
I don't know so, like, talking about I, all this makes me want to find an arcade that has this and just go play, but we're in the middle I, of a pandemic, so I don't think we'll find one. I do have to say, like, doing research for this episode, I had so much fun just listening to all the tracks and stuff. Yeah. I, feel, I want to say this was one of my favorite games to actually have to research. Yeah, I, I, I remember burning, like, I had, like, two or three CDs of just Dance Dance Revolution mix, or uh, songs, and... They would like get passed around my friends, and we there were a lot of songs that were like, Man, we wouldn't listen to this like normally, but because it's this dance dance revolution and we find it so catchy, we're okay listening to it. <laughs> uh, did you know that there was a movie announced? No, yeah, so I found this really odd. I don't know where I came across, I forget where I came across this, but uh, on October 2nd of 2018, it was announced that production for a film based on the series was in the works. Uh, the report states that the film will explore the world on the brink of destruction where the only hope is to unite through the universal language of dance. Via Dance Dance Revolution. Via Dance Dance Revolution. I'm assuming that got canned. Uh, I mean, nothing has come up since the announcement, so I'm going to assume that nobody... Is, it, is, is the movie called Dance Dance Revolution? There's nothing. I can. <laughs> I forget where I came across this. I, I want to say it was on the Wikipedia page, but uh there was okay i feel like i gotta look this up no we absolutely okay let's see i've got it right here so on october 2nd 2018 deadline reported that carafano would be supervising the production of a film based on the series this report states the film will explore a world and bring a destruction where the only hope is unite the world through universal language of dance stampede pictures and branded pictures entertainment have partnered to produce the film producers j todd harris and mark markham are also working uh, with konami on the project so that's all there. Then that's, it's, it's the whole like three sentences that I just read or three or four <laughs> sentences. Yeah. I would assume that maybe it would be a kind of thing where like in the beginning to the antagonists were like playing the game together and then they realize you need to dance, but that sounds like a weird, like cataclysmic footloose kind of episode <laughs> or movie, no, the, what, what it is is there's a love triangle between three dancers right one of them is evil evil and one of them is good and the woman has to decide whether she's good or evil there you go no i'm not buying that one either no that one doesn't work either <laughs> all right well uh do we have anything else to jump on i mean the- so i did find so there is stuff on speedrun.com for certain things um, I know, like, the Supernova has, like, a story-esque thing, and it's a lot of things like that. But I did find one that I thought was very interesting. Okay. In DDR Max, the arcade, um, a user wanted to see how long it would take him to get AAA on all songs. Okay. So he, he got out of his arcade. He played all, I think it was, like, 47 songs, 49 songs on DDR Max, the arcade. Uh, it was done by... Funga, do you want to guess how long it took him to triple A? Which <clears throat> I should tell you know the listeners, triple A is when you combo an entire song, but you also can't get too many goods because it's possible to combo an entire song, hit good instead of great or perfect too many times, mm-hmm. and still get a double A. So you would have to perfect the entire, or you know, you have to get a good enough score and combo the entire song. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to guess that that took him a week. One hour, 25 minutes and 57 seconds for 47 songs. Yes. I mean, you have to remember the songs are roughly like a minute 30. Okay. Uh, That's fair. And I mean, if he screws up at the beginning of a song, it's only several seconds he took. Right. Yeah. I assumed it was like him. Oh, like marathoning for, it? Yeah, like marathoning. Like, oh, nope, I didn't do that time, so I got to go back and do it again. I didn't think he would be like, I guess I should have considered it's like an actual speed run where he must have gotten good enough to be able to do it all in a row. Yeah, it wasn't like all in a row. It was just like he triple A a song. He'd go to the next one. If he didn't, you know, do get a triple A, he'd restart that song. Oh, uh, okay. All right, yeah, let's... That's that. That seems like a crazy thing, but I mean, I will say he did probably forty of them on his first attempts. Yeah, I mean, you would almost have to to get it in, in an hour and how long? Uh, Twenty-five minutes. Wow. Yeah, you'd you'd pretty much have to yeah. have most of them pretty down pat. 
Uh, I found a thing, some, I mean, it's kind of like an Easter egg. It's more like a, a mini boss. In DDR Max, if you complete the final stage on heavy mode and get a, tr a double A or more, you get to attempt Max 300, which is actually something we, we should discuss a little bit. They had like these tracks that were specifically made for Dance Edge Revolution that were like extremely hard. This one yeah. had like 300 beats per minute. Yeah. And it was considered like the ultimate song. And then they would end up coming out with harder versions of these as, as the arcades would be released. Yeah. But Max 300 was considered like that song. Um, so if you double A that, and you only get like one attempt, uh, then you can now, you could try a song called Candy, which wasn't extremely hard. No, Candy's but, a great song though. But you had to perfect the whole song or you lost. Oh. And then nothing comes up after that. But that was a cool, cool, like hidden thing inside DDR Max. Yeah, I remember uh, certain songs being uh, just like, I'm never going to attempt these. <laughs> oh, like yeah. It's like, uh, I think it was one called like Paranora, uh, uh, Panamonium or something like that. Yeah. There was, yeah. Uh, I mean, now I can't even think of them. Like, Legend uh, of the Max. Legend of the Max. One was like uh, Afro Nova or something like that. There's ones that I'm like, I'm just never going to do these in real life. But when I got like the uh, whatever step mania or whatever it was that I had on my keyboard where I could just use the up and down arrows, I got really good at that too. And I was like, oh yeah, I can play this. Or if I'm at home and I'm playing on the controls, like, yeah, I can definitely attempt this. But some of them were like, no, my legs will never dance to this song. <laughs> these, yeah. these guilty feet have got no rhythm, if you know what I mean. <laughs> All right. Well, I think, I think the listeners just want to listen to us talk about the music, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what I've been sitting here waiting for. Let's yeah. So let's, let's take a break, listen to a word from one of our partners, and we'll be right back. Mm -hmm. Imagine being stuck in a room for days, far from your friends and family while feeling sick and scared. Now, imagine being in that same room but having access to online gaming, virtual reality, 3D printing, Lego robotics, and the ability to create your own Twitch channel. At CS Mott Children's Hospital, we use video game technology to improve our patients' lives and help them reach their therapeutic goals. But we can't do it without your help. Every device and interaction provided to our patients is paid for by the thoughtful donations of gamers like you. If you want to help, then go to tiltify.com slash mottchildren. That's T-I-L-T-I-F-Y dot com slash M-O-T-T children. There, you can make a one-time donation, or if you're a content creator, learn how to stream for Mott. So if you want to help other gamers like you, please visit Tiltify.com slash Mott Children and play for the little victors. All right, so do you want to do one of your songs or my songs first? Let's just do all of them at the same time. All of them at the same time? Yeah. Just we can't do that. We can't do that. The hardest thing about picking songs for a Dance Dance Revolution episode is that there are so many good ones and we only have so much time to play some songs. So we're going to... Is there, uh, is there a solution for that? Zane? There is a solution and I'm glad you mentioned it. So we're going to play a handful of songs in the episode because, I mean, you can't talk about DDR and not talk about the music. But we're also going to release an episode of Game Shark, Rhythm of Retro of Just Dance Dance Revolution music, where we get to really kind of dive deep into some of our favorites that we didn't necessarily feel needed to be highlighted here, but definitely needed to be mentioned on a, on a Rhythm of Retro. Well, I, I, can't, I mean, the listeners probably can't wait. I know. To listen to that episode. So when is it going to come out? I don't know. You tell me. When should we do it's, it? It's out right now. Hot diggity dog. We did it. It's out. Perfect. So yes, if you're if you're right now. if you're a five dollar member of our Patreon page, that's out right now. You get to enjoy the music that Xander and I love from this series. Mm -hmm. But let's get into it. Well, what do we pick? Uh, let's we'll go with one of yours first. Okay. So uh, the first song that we have up is uh, Captain Jack's "Dream a Dream." Dream. 
didn't intend to play the whole song, <laughs> but I kept waiting for a point to stop and I couldn't find one. And then, uh, and then the, the song was done. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's always been one of my favorites. And that's the one I remember, I think playing the most when I had the home version, mm-hmm. it was, uh, and Ca- I don't even know who captain Jack was, but he is like a staple in dance dance revolution. Yeah. He's got quite a few songs and he always kind of comes on with this kind of voice in his songs. Like it's almost hey, like yeah. oh, captain Jack. It's almost like Captain Jack is the pit bull of Dance Dance Revolution. Oh, he is. <laughs> that is that is exactly what he is. We need to get Captain Jack and Pitbull on a song. Stat. Uh, I'm it, pretty sure he's. I'm pretty be... sure Captain Jack died. Oh, really? Okay. We gotta look this up. I gotta yeah. look it up because I don't want to say someone's dead and he's not. But I, I'm like certain. Okay. Well, I'll I tell you what. Actually... I, I will play. I will play the next song, and you look that up while it plays. Okay. All right. Uh, so the song that I chose is, is one of my favorites. This is uh, from DJ Naoki, Before You. I don't want to stop it. <laughs> the other crazy thing is like I can when I hear that song, I can't hear not hear my my own head going like dun 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 ba dun 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 like for the steps in the song. Uh, and I'm like also tapping my finger like oh this music's so good. And I remember that one that was on extreme, right? Uh this one this was on a bunch of stuff. So yeah, um I, I think it was a, it was I think it was a, a pretty good staple on most of the home console versions of the game. Yeah. Uh, I think I originally played it on fourth mix or maybe fifth mix. Oh, okay. Um, do you remember the, in the in the arcade games, and it, it might have been on some of the home versions, that you had dancing avatars? Yeah. Did you have one that you always picked? I think we talked about this before. Uh, we both picked the baby, right? Yes, Babylon. So the reason I picked Babylon is because he was so small. He didn't take up much space on the screen, so I could see a little bit better. But I just loved the baby character anyways. Yeah. That's, I just thought the baby was cool. Anyway, baby. All right, so, so I do have uh, Frankie Gee is the singer of Captain Jack. He passed away in 2005. Oh, man. Uh, so <laughs> I was no. hoping you were going to say, I've got his his address and he wants <laughs> to be got, friends with us. I got his phone number right here. I'm on hold. <laughs> no, so sadly, no, no uh, Captain Jack reunite with uh, Pitbull. Uh, okay, well, then I, when he, we're going to listen to the next song, another one of yours. And I need you to look up when Pitbull came into prominence and is it the same guy and he faked his own death. <laughs> so the next song we're going to take a listen to is uh, Butterfly. And I can't remember who did this song. It's like Smile Me. Smile DK. Yeah. Smile DK, Butterfly. It's just so hard to cut these songs short <laughs> when they're only a minute and a half long anyway. So what did you I, get? Uh, yeah, Pitbull was active in 2001. Oh. Yeah, so it's not the same person. 
I mean, I'm still not ruling it out. <laughs> uh, Maybe he I realized Butterfly Captain is... Jack wasn't getting on the radio, and so he goes, well, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta become Mister Worldwide. You got a good theory. I'm not gonna say it's wrong. We can look at deeper into that. Uh, the butterfly song, though, I feel like that's the almost like the theme song. I remember that being the iconic song that was associated with Dance and Revolution. Do you? What do you think? I don't ever remember there being a song that was specifically um, tied with Dance and Revolution. I just remember always hearing all the different songs and different versions of the arcade game would have different songs they would highlight when it was on like demo mode. But yeah. there wasn't one that was just like definitive. This is the one, and, the, and if there was, the closest one I would say would be uh, what do you say? It was Candy. Was that was that bonus song? Yeah, Candy. Yeah, Candy Star or Candy Heart. One of them had vocals. One of them didn't. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there was a specific one or not. But uh, uh, hang on, I'm sorry. That's my text. All right, I'm just gonna. It's uh, it's it's Craig, Craig oh. WK. He, uh, he said, hey, guys, I know you're doing a Dance Dance Revolution episode. Hopefully I catch you while you're doing the music. There's one song that you definitely have to play, and I think you know what it is. Do you know what he's talking about? I think I do. Craig would want us to play that song. I thought he hated that song. I thought he loved that song. That's really hard to tell. Oh, it says play it again, Sam. Yeah, I am. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, that's Craig's favorite. Not probably not even just his favorite Dance Dance Revolution (laughs) song, but it might be his favorite song ever written. It might be. I'm pretty sure he said before it's his favorite video game song. Yeah. I mean, I think it transcends more than video games. I think it's just, I think he'll have that played at his funeral. Yep. Uh, birthday wedding, if he has one. Uh, birthday, yeah. It's, I mean. Bar mitzvah? Yeah, it's his ringtone. I don't, yeah. If he has a bar mitzvah, he'll probably have that. I think so. All right. So our next song is another one of your choices. We have uh, Love Shine by Ryo Kosaka. Yeah. 
Lyft gave me a very angry look, so I had to play it more. Oh, this you can't a, that la la part. You can't stop it there. <laughs> I don't think I ever played this song to be honest. Oh, I love. So the reason I love this song specifically is because that la la part is a lot of those like jumping steps where you gotta have both feet land at the same time. Yeah. And the whole time she's doing the la la, you're just jumping around the screen. Okay. And I loved that. That was always one of my favorite things about the steps in Dance Dance Revolution. Was it had a like a giant combination of steps. Fair enough. Uh, so the last song that we have for today is a uh, a favorite of mine. It's one of the, when I think of Dance Dance Revolution music for whatever reason, uh, this one jumps to my head first and foremost. And it's not it's it's one of those that's banned from my legs to play because I'll never be good enough to do it <laughs> in in the arcade. But it's one that I would play all the time on keyboard and on uh, on the controller. This is. Rhythm in Police. Do this with the air. I could never even hope to want to do that song on, on the actual arcade, but I love yeah. that song. There's always those songs like we were talking about earlier where you would scroll through the list of tracks and you would come across one like that and like the numbers would be changing and like yep. the difficulty bar would be all the way up and you'd be like, ah, not, 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 not just yet. Yeah. You had a limited time between songs to pick your next one. And I would always go to this one back, like, man, this song's so sweet. Let's go play before you or something. Else. <laughs> Let's go so, play three, three, two, one stars. Yes, uh, which is uh, one that I was going to play for this episode, but I feel like we're going a little bit long. So just know that three, two, one stars, if that's your jam like it is mine, it's going to be on that uh, Rhythm of Retro episode that you get if you were a Patreon subscriber. It's a great track. Uh, any other thoughts? I mean, I know we can have honorable mentions of songs all day long, which is oh, why yeah. we're doing that extra episode. But exactly. uh, any other thoughts on Dance Dance Revolution you want to make sure we get out on this episode before we cut to our retro relapse? So I'm, I'm hoping, so I just recently left my second job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just working one job now like a normal person, I guess. And my goal in life is to get back into the habit of playing Dance Dance Revolution, lose some weight, and get into a good enough shape that I don't lose breath. Or, you know, I'm out of breath when I brush my teeth or mm-hmm. sneeze or cough. <laughs> so, but uh, it, it's, it's, it's a game that is just more than a video game. It's, it's helped people change their lives because you see it you you know you'll see reports about people using it as an exercise Mm -hmm. it's a fun game at the same time it's not just running you know jogging i know a lot of there are people who enjoy that but it it brings that bridge between video games and health yep so that's that's i've got wonderful news for you the most recent version of dance dance revolution was released about a week and a half ago i saw that a Ace 2-0 or something is how it's pronounced. Dance Dance Revolution A20 Plus. So it's pronounced, oh yeah, I think it's, I think it's pronounced Ace 2-0 or something oh, like maybe. that. Maybe. But uh, you, can, you, can, you can get your back on the, uh, <laughs> get back in shape with the it's newest okay. I still have all yeah. my dance pads. I still have, I have so many versions of this game. I have all the ones on Wii, Xbox mm-hmm. One, or, you know, Xbox Original, PlayStation, PlayStation 2. I have dance pads for all of them. I could do. I, I got I got enough. I got enough. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Has, uh, has Dancing's Revolution ever made it to the Morelli, uh, Morelli video game tournament? It did. Uh, it was on the second tournament. Nice. We did Dream a Dream. Dream a Dream was the song I picked. Excellent. I would like to take this moment to point out that there hasn't been another t- game tournament since the one I won, meaning you just recognize that there's no one greater than me, right? I mean, I, I had to shut it down. It yeah, was, was just... You won... <laughs> I, I just had to throw in the towel. Yep. Has nothing to do with a virus. It's all about <laughs> no one can beat me. <laughs> all right. Before I put my foot in my mouth anymore, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's jump to Retro Relapse. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. Now, this episode is full of all sorts of bonuses for our fans. If you like Dancing's Revolution, you know you've got that Game Shark episode as a bonus. This is also one of the last uh, video retro relapses we've we have recorded, isn't it? Yeah, I, I have a, I had a box in my basement, and I was digging through a bunch of stuff, and there was a sticky note at the bottom of it that said, "Hey, glitch, you never use this one retro relapse. What are you waiting on?" Mm-hmm. Which I thought was weird because I didn't write it. Right. It wasn't so, me. So so yeah, we had a we had a retro relapse video that we've had stored away. We just haven't used it. And uh, I just figured, what the hell? Why not use it? Yep. So uh, we, at this uh, time and whatever decade it was, we've played Sylphid <laughs> for the Sega CD, which was released in, uh, in America in 1993. This is a, uh, basically a bullet hell kind of game, right? Just a, a vertical scrolling shooter um, yep. where you can get all sorts of different uh, weapons to uh, load out your your ship and then you just kind of go through it's got uh somewhat polygonal graphics like it looks like it's a kind of a healthy mix between sprite work and and polygonal um it doesn't look awesome like it hasn't aged super well but it looks it's still playable which is it's nice because a lot of times those uh those older polygonal style graphics don't age so well but this one this one was still pretty decent yeah I, i mean you i think it looks great uh a lot of stuff was going on in the background as the game was going which was pretty cool because like there was like ships blowing up and beams coming across the screen and the whole time you guys are like wait wait is this affecting us and it's like oh no it's in the background but uh i mean yeah so you get power-ups after stages uh and one of the things is there was there's two different guns cannons for each side of the ship Mm -hmm. so you could have like a straight shooting gun on the left side and add some like flailing spread thing on the right which somehow xander was able to complete a level that way yeah i don't know i'm not entirely (laughs) sure i I was just kind of lucked out with the fact that i still had one forward firing gun because the other thing with the one that flails on your side is it doesn't go the entire distance of the screen it stops at a certain point so even if it's firing forward if you're not close enough to the enemies you're not going to do as much damage as you would like but then craig took it a step further and put that flailing thing on both sides (laughs) imitated a bird and uh, failed pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, that gun was useless. Yeah, uh, but it was a, it was decent fun. Like a, a lot of times with the older um, vertical scrolling shooters, it's either they are garbage or they're great. Um, and this one, I would say, leans more towards the great side. I had a lot of fun playing this one, and uh, I would definitely put some more time into it just to kind of learn all the different weapon combinations you could get. Yeah. So, uh, what do you give it on the eight bit scale? I would give this one a, I'd say it's got a solid four. It's not, I mean, okay. it wasn't like my favorite, but just in general, the, the, this type of game is not my favorite kind, but uh, I do, I did enjoy it. So I would give it a four out of eight. How about okay. you? Yeah, I think I'm going a little bit higher. I, I'd say five. Cause okay. I like the idea that you can customize a lot of stuff. I think there were bombs too, or mm-hmm. shields you could have. Uh, and I mean, the stage doesn't seem too repetitive, I know it's hard to say with a shooter, but with a rail shooter, but it, it seemed like they added a bunch of stuff that was going on. And the, the boss you found in the second level was like this giant ship that reminded me of star Wars. Mm-hmm. You had to like shoot at the exhaust fan or something. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so that's, that's going to wrap, wrap up retro relapse. We'll jump into our uh, stage theme bracket. And uh, unlike most uh, stage theme brackets, I actually have a little bit to talk about with this one, um, just because one of the songs is uh, kind of controversial when it comes to its its music and, and the creation of it. So our first song that we have for today is Hydrocity Zone Act 1, uh, which is composed 
and this is where it gets tricky, uh, presumably by Michael Jackson. I was actually able to pull up an article from Black and White Magazine, which is a French uh, magazine, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that's actually Michael Jackson's official magazine. And there was an interview with Brad Buxer, another guy who we've talked about before. Um, Fades of the show will recall Brad Buxer's name when we talk about the song Ice Cap Zone for his band, The Jetsons, with a Z, that uh, had their song um, Hard Times, which is basically Ice Cap Zone exactly. But they asked in an interview uh, if they could clarify the rumor that Michael had indeed composed music for the 1993 Sonic the Hedgehog 3 video game. And he's, Brad Bugser replies, I've never played the game, so I don't know what tracks on which Michael and I have worked with developers have kept, uh, but we did compose music for the game. Michael called me at the time to, for help on the project, and that's what I did. And if he's not credited for composing the music, it's because he's not happy with the results of the sound coming out of the console. At the time, game consoles did not allow optimal sound reproduction, uh, and Michael found it frustrating. He did not want to be associated with a product that devalued his music. So he confirms that for sure Michael Jackson did work on it. Um, he also yeah. points out, I, we mentioned in our Sonic 3 episode, the song Strangers in Moscow uh, had a chord progression that was reused in the credits theme, and he, he, com- he confirms, like, yeah, we used, we used that. So, nice. um, The other thing that I saw was that it was originally thought that Hydrocity Zone's music was composed by Michael Jackson's team due to Sirocco Jones's uh, levels 2 and 3 for Sonic the Hedgehog demo called The Water uh, was listed there. Um, but it looks like it may have actually been confirmed to be composed by Miyoko Takeoka. So who knows who it's actually um, credited to. Uh, I will say for the sake of the fact that this is saying it's compo- confirmed that Miyoko Takeoka, but it's definitely got a Michael Jackson kind of sound to it. So let's listen to Hydrocity Zone Act 1. <laughs> This might be my favorite Sonic the Hedgehog song ever. Wow. I absolutely love this track. I mean, we definitely had a lot of songs um, at the time of this recording. All four songs that each of us picked made it to the second round from Sonic. Mm-hmm. Yep, Sonic has great music, man. And I know Masato Nakamura is is just a, a brilliant uh, composer when it comes to com- uh, composing songs for the Sega Genesis. But I'm going to I'm going to say that I think this one might beat out all the other hmm. Masato Nakamura songs for me. I know they're it's a it's a controversial statement, but uh, <laughs> I'm sticking with it. Going up against Hydrocity Zone Act 1 is Sticker Brush Symphony from Donkey Kong Country 2 composed by David Wise. <laughs>
didn't want to zoom or tone this one down, but it's been almost two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we could have kept going. I know. I mean, David Wise is, is my favorite composer. So. He's pretty great. I just wish he would have put the drums in the song earlier than a minute and tw- a minute and 10 seconds into it. <laughs> let, let David Wise do what David Wise does. I'm not going to. <laughs> this is a... Uh, for me, this is an easy pick. I mean, they're both they're both songs, but there's one that I'm just instantly grooving to. A Sticker Bush Symphony is a fantastic song. Sticker Bush. What's that? Sticker Bush. What I say. Brush. Oh, that R tricks my brain. Sticker Brush Symphony is what I'm going to say. Okay. Don't correct <laughs> me. No, what's funny is that's like a huge debate online. It's one of those Mandela effect things. Yeah, like, it's one of those sticker things. Brush I always, or sticker bush. I probably said sticker brush for years before I realized it was sticker bush. Yeah, in our uh, in our notes for the the bracket, it's listed as sticker brush. Did I put but, yeah. that? Yeah, but or either you or I did one of the two, and then yeah, online it's sticker bush. Uh, either way, sticker brush, sticker <laughs> bush. The, the Thorn Song from Donkey Kong Country 2. The Thorn Song. It's not like Cisco's Thong Song. It's the Thorn Song. Right. Yeah. Very different. Although they could be one and the same. Just Good. like Pitbull and Captain Jack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to deep dive into that. While I, while I do that, you tell us about Patreon and how, they can, how our listeners can vote on the bracket. Yeah, yeah. So you can vote four different ways. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page, Twitter account, you can go to gamezillamedia.com and go into our Discord. There you get a vote. And then you also, if you're a $1 member of Patreon, you get an additional vote there. Uh, Patreon.com slash gamezillamedia is the account. But not only for $1 do you get that vote, you also get access to our monthly show called State of the Zilla. That is, uh, uh, that is a show brought to you by all the members of Gamezilla Media. We all take turns, pick a topic, and just talk about it for an hour. Um, but there's more. If you are generous enough to be a $5 member, you have so much content at your hands. Every month, all of our shows release an episode of a special Patreon show. So from here, you get Game Shark, which is our monthly show where we talk about random retro things, Rhythm or Retro, like you get today. Um, but you get everything prior to that. So you have access to the entire catalog that we have released for the last like almost two years of patreon every single show news noise uh new news and dragons noise land arcade last action podcast and the games old podcast you get all of it just for five dollars a month that's a one heck of a deal my friend confirmed by the way cisco david wise pitbull and captain jack all the same guy so Oh, I thought you were going to say they're doing a festival together. It's the, no, uh, they're all they're all the same. It's the they're same. They're all the same. Wow, it's all the same person. I never would have thought. I never put like a seal of uh, authenticity or like definite. This is a true fact on any of our shows about any of the facts, anything until right now. Captain <laughs> Jack, Cisco, David Wise, Pitbull. Did I say Pitbull once already? It doesn't matter. They're all the same guy. <laughs> It says the Legend of Retro Steel of Approval. Yes. Seal of Truth of Truth Quality. Approval. Truth 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 Sensity. We can't recommend it enough. We also can't thank you enough for listening to this week's episode of Legend of Retro Podcast. My name is Xander. I'm, I'm the, the glitch. glitch. Say I'm this, the glitch one more time. I am I am the glitch. Perfect. I'll edit that together. <laughs> We'll catch y'all next time. Don't edit it together. Leave it in there. I just want that to be. (laughs) All right. We'll catch you next time when the legend continues.